0: Hey, folks, this is episode 114 of the Becoming Human podcast. This episode features Adam Boyd. Adam is a trail runner, a vlogger, cinematographer who really likes to make trail running videos. He'll travel out, travel to races all across the country, and make movies about them and put them up on YouTube. You can find him on YouTube at There and Back Films and also on social media as There and Back Films. And I'll be sure to leave the links to those in the show notes. Adam incredibly lost over 300 pounds when he was facing a health crisis. He got a very serious surgery, which um, reduced the size of his stomach and it gave him the opportunity to leverage those habits to create a healthy lifestyle. And I really love Adam's energy and enthusiasm for life. It's so cool when people like face challenges and can talk about their history of struggling with them and overcoming some. And and it finally like mustered up the ability the ability and the opportunity, um, to be able to overcome a challenge that they've struggled with for so long. Right. Cause that's like, that's the human story. We all have things that we struggle with. And some of us, it might even feel entirely helpless. And we might feel so, um, unrelatable to the people that we admire when in reality, we're just an amount of steps away from them. Adam, people like Adam are good reminders of that, especially for me. I mess up all the time. And it's surrounding myself with enthusiastic people who are getting after it in their own ways, challenging themselves. That helps change the way that I look at things. But this conversation was awesome, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, without any further ado, here's Adam.
1: I started vlogging in uh, March of 2018, so year and a half. What made you want to get into vlogging? Uh, Shorter version? uh, I borrowed a friend's drone and I just started flying a drone and making drone vids and then I had uh, weight loss surgery in um, October of 2017 and I went on a pretty big road trip with my brother-in-law and one of his buddies. And I kind of made like a five part little travel documentary about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then after that, I was like, you know, I was able to just do so much more. I'd already lost, uh, I'd already lost almost a hundred pounds at that point. And, uh, every, we were in New Orleans for four days, um, we got the last two days of Mardi Gras and I was walking 15 to 20 miles a day. And I hadn't been able to do that in a long, long time. How'd that make you feel at the time? I was, I, was, I felt it was amazing and just to just to be able to do that and not worry about like my back hurting or my feet starting to hurt or my knees just and being able to spend some time after that trip with my little sister in Boston, um, and i just walked end to end the whole town and i it was awesome for me to share that experience with her because she's always known me to be someone that was 500 plus pounds when when you were someone
0: (coughs) when you were someone who was 500 plus pounds um did you have like what was your disposition or how did you view like walking and running and stuff were you did you not enjoy it or did you just like it and you weren't able to participate comfortably?
1: Uh, Growing up, I was, I was an athlete. I actually played uh, some college volleyball. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, after that is when I just kind of rapidly started gaining weight. Uh, I was always of the mindset, like I, I have to get from here to there. That means I walk, I'll just suck it up, you know? running wasn't really an option. Um, I did, I did try to do some, some CrossFit type stuff. Um, running was always, when you're that big, there's a lot of stuff that's moving around as you're trying to run. And I think for me, the most uncomfortable part was like listening to all my fat kind of flap around and even oh, yeah. And even to this day with a lot of extra skin, I still get, like, if there's one thing that I'm kind of self-conscious about when it comes to running is like, is my loose skin going to make a lot of noise when I'm out there? Oh, really? Does it cause any physical discomfort? No, actually not at all. And I think too, like, I know a lot of people will go and have the skin removed. Um, I'm not to a point where I feel uncomfortable with it at all.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: for my friend, I
0: remember when he I started taking him, you know, running and hiking, and I didn't know that there were certain things that would hold him back from doing things that he liked. And one was doing like, you know, striking in martial arts because yeah. he wears glasses and yeah. he very like can't see very well at all with glasses. And then the other one was like running. He didn't divulge until much later on, but it was when he would uh, run because he lost a lot of weight. Um, he has like the loose skin and so like where his pecs are it
1: would just completely like flop and then he'd get this yeah. like, your skin
0: irritation and yeah.
1: yeah wow I had I had more problems with skin irritations when I was bigger mm, that's- so losing, losing weight definitely helped and I think too I was for people that have weight loss surgery I was kind of on uh, the younger side still even at 37 and so um, I feel like Physically, I was ready. I had to get my mind to the same place to kind of wrap my mind around the whole entire process and all the change that takes place afterwards. Yeah. Well,
0: if and, you don't mind, mind me like asking, like pushing a little more on that. No, like, go for it. What were the, the mental roadblocks um, or obstacles that mm-hmm. were preventing you from, you know, making those changes before that? uh
1: pride mm-hmm. as far as going to weight loss surgery i had done i had done a few years before uh, maybe four five years before i had i did crossfit for a year three to four times a week i ended up losing 175 pounds and it was it was great but i started to live in more kind of playing a lot of music late at night and bars mm. drinking free food slowly late nights don't translate to early gym times. And, uh, it just started to kind of all come back. And, uh, I ended up, uh, I have tendinitis from my shoulders all the way to my fingers. And for 15 years, I was a hairstylist. My ex-wife and I owned a, owned a salon here in town and I had to stop. Uh, cutting hair because I just couldn't, couldn't use my hands. And so uh, there was a big fear of me not being able to ever go back to that. And the thing that got me to looking at weight loss surgery was uh, I was so uncomfortable with myself at that point, physically, I was afraid to go and have to like interview for jobs. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so I, We looked into the whole process and they said something that really kind of stuck in my mind. If you look at people that were on like the Biggest Loser, (coughs) uh, a huge majority of those people all gained the weight back because the science of it is your body after so long of being a certain weight, that's what your body's used to. And so a severely obese person like I was, my body was used to being at that 500 plus level. And so no matter how hard I worked to to stay down, my body was fighting back the whole time. Oh. And so the way they put weight loss surgery was, it's a way to trick your body into thinking it's base is lower. Mm. And so it's gonna wanna fight to get down. So if you put in the work and eat right and exercise, it all works Super, super well. And for me, I I really told myself that I needed to embrace all the change that came with it, and that it changed it changed my entire life. I wouldn't be doing the things I am now uh, without it, because it, it. I I'm the type of person that I'll I'll take a pause and I'll start to backtrack all the decisions that I've made, and if you do that. It's like a roadmap to where you are, you know, and I I can go back and I can say my decision to do weight loss surgery helped me get into vlogging because I wanted to share that story. And I I wanted I wanted to share my story going forward and say, hey, it's like you can you can make a change. You know, anyone can. And that that led me into making trail running films my friends here in town started a running club. One of them was running a 50-mile race on the coast. (coughs) And uh, he was like, hey, would you want to make a running film? I was like, I didn't know those were a thing. She's like, you need to go watch the Ginger Runner. You need to go watch Billy Yang. I watched my first trail running film and I was bawling my eyes out. Because for me, it's about knowing the struggle that a person will go through when they're running 50 miles, 100 miles. And and as someone that's gone through a journey of, you know, pretty seismic proportions, you know, I just connect with that struggle. And um, that's, that's what drew me even further into the trail running community. And then I made a film with my friend Darren and James Varner from rain shadow running has the trail running film festival that made it into the film festival. Uh-huh. And, and then a few months later, James emails me and he's like, Hey, we have a budget for you to come and shoot all of our races this year. Oh, and, wow. and so it just kind of all happened. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't expect it to happen. Uh, and in that, and in between I, uh, the trail running film that I made also got me a job at an ad agency as a film editor. And so I was able, I was able to kind of get a crash course on the fly hands on film school with with some guys here in town. And, uh, I just kept riding that momentum and, and I like to now I don't use, I don't try to use the term road signs anymore. I followed the trail markings that are on the path that I'm on. And when I feel like it's time to throw in the towel and give up, and I'm sure, you know, this as someone that's a, a creator, you know, you're making content all the time. It's like, there's times where you just like, why am I even doing this anymore? What's the point? You know, but there's always something that comes up. You're like, there's my trail marking. There's my sign that I'm going the right way. You know, it's like something always happens to where it's like, I'm still, I'm still, on the path that I'm supposed to be on. You know, and I'm the type of person that no matter what it no matter what it is, whether it was playing bass, cutting hair, now making stupid YouTube videos, like I will I will do everything I can to get as good as I can and turn my passions into a living and and finding ways to, to make money doing the things that I love to do. Did that yes. reality surprise you?
0: Like, because sometimes it can be hard to to believe in that for for your own self, right? And it can be be harder, like like you could see someone do it, right? And then to believe that that's attainable by just about you know anyone who's willing to put forth the effort and to beat their head up against the wall until opportunity and luck meet, right? <laughs> like, but the mere fact of it is, is that just through the act of doing consistently. Will get you really, really far and pretty much just about anywhere. So much so that, like, to make a business, to start a business, all you really have to do is pay the associated fees and fill out the forms, and you're done. You have a business. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then you have a business. And then something.
1: At at that point, it's up to you what you're going to do with that business.
0: Exactly. No one's like informing you or telling you. There's no like gatekeeper other than like, you know, a few hundred dollars perhaps.
1: Yep. 100%.
0: 100%. I think it's beautiful because people have these opportunities now to um to follow their interests and allow them to organically produce as they are. Cause like, you know, through social media and all of these like other kinds of platforms, right, and communities that we engage with, you could put out all the things that you do, um, creatively um or professionally, and yeah. people will figure out what kind of needs they they have you know if you're a part of that community and they'll figure out ways to utilize you because they want you oh, around
1: hundred percent and I feel like that's with with rain shadow running in particular that group of people um, I I am so in love with that community and the trail running community as a whole uh, whether they realize it or not they have been um, such a special part of my last year um, through everything that has happened <coughs> um, going through a divorce and building a new relationship that really kind of a lot of it was range shadow running involved I mean she has been coming to races with me and helping me film the races oh. she's, as, she's, she's as much a part as there are back films as I am Um, especially when it comes to anything trail running related. Like most of the time, if you watch one of the films and there's a GoPro running down the trail, it's Shawnee basically running like she's in the race and and she, she fell in love with it. I feel like for the same reasons that I did, it's like you're around these people and, and you see, you see so many different types of people at a race and there's everyday Joe's, you have your elites and you have like your back of the pack which is i feel like the most special group of people out there those are the people who are like i don't know if i can do it but i'm going to give it a shot and the next thing you know they're they crossing the line and they get the loudest cheers and the biggest cheers of the person that finished first it's like you're more you're more excited to see the last person come in than you are to see the winner come in.
0: that that aim or that goal is a very different thing right and yeah. it's it's interesting because it's like even more than just the the situation in which you find yourself, which sometimes it looks like that from the outside. Like before I'd get into, you know, trail running and, and uh, like competition sports, really. Yeah. Um, I would always think that someone who's in last place, right? They just didn't make the cut to be in like first. And what I didn't realize is, and this isn't true for every sport, there's, but there's certain sports where this really comes tried and true, right? Especially trail running <laughs> where... People who are perhaps in last or just making the cutoff. Their goal wasn't to be competitive. Their goal was to push themselves beyond whatever beliefs that they had and, and to see what they could do. And like, you're right. That's like, that's almost the equivalent in my mind as a person who's running, who's in first, if they were to go and do like a thousand mile, you know what I mean? Like a run, that's just like, can I finish this? It's, it's a different goal than a competitive goal. And it's like, it's one that's like spoken to me and the people that I've talked to. It's just like, it's such a beautiful thing to be involved with and to partake in.
1: It, it, it uh, My life has been changed uh, forever because of trail running and I have no problem saying that. And it's a hundred percent the truth. Um, it's, uh, it's what I do now. Um, and it's one of those things that I didn't ever set out to do it. I didn't know. I didn't know this is what I was going to be doing when at 39 years old, almost 40, you know, I'd rather spend my weekends now out in the woods running around on trails and watching football. And yeah. I, 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 love sports. I am a, I am a sports guy. And I think what makes trail running so different is if you do want to compete, you can, but if you just want to be there and have an experience and push yourself to see if you can do something that everyone else at home that weekend thinks is just insane and have people there that will bring you home, you know, that's where you want to be. And that's, uh, I ran, I I ran my first, uh, my first trail race was in October and it was only a 10 K, but I feel like for some people that six miles is just as hard as a 50 mile or a hundred mile. And someone put it to me this way, like a four minute mile is the exact same distance as a 12 minute mile. You know, and, and I think that's the way I would look at it. You know, and, and for some people that one mile could feel like someone else's a hundred miles. And so for me, when I start kind of looking at that and life that way, you can kind of stop trying to compare like can I cuss yeah absolutely please I think we get so caught up comparing our bullshit to everyone else's bullshit and like well their shit's not as bad as mine it's like how do you know it's like my issues aren't going to be the same as your issues your issues aren't going to be the same as Shawnee's issues it's like we get so caught up with like why are they having such a hard time it's not that big of a deal you don't know that you don't you don't know anything about that person. So when we can start looking at people and say, you know what? Your issues aren't the same as mine, but I know you have struggles just like I do. It's like that thought and trying to live that has changed the way I deal with people. It's like if we can put ourselves on an equal ground instead of trying to like bitch at each other or fight about who's running for this office or who's running for that office, you know? It's like, let's find the places of common ground where we can all kind of put our bullshit and struggles aside or not even put them aside, but come together and be like, hey, I know you got shit going on just like me. Let's just like look at each other and be like, I feel you, let's just celebrate, you know, our human spirit to overcome those things. And I feel like that's the key is the human spirit. You see that so much more in a kind of a sporting event, (laughs) whether it's you're rooting for your favorite football team to win. You want to see your favorite athlete do the best. You know, it's like everyone's kind of coming together for that thing. What's so great about trail running is it's like that times a thousand. It's like you go to Western States and that was where it kind of blew my mind open. It's like, yeah, I, I was there when Walmsley, finished in 1409. I have it on film. It was one of the most amazing things I'll ever see. But what I wasn't quite ready for was the golden hour, the last hour of the race, when it's these people that have been running through two sunrises, a sunset, you know, and they are pushing themselves to finish this thing in under 30 hours. And to have a friend of mine from here, come across with 14 sec- 14 minutes left. <laughs> and seeing him bawling his eyes out because he's waited seven years to get into this race. He's been in the lottery seven years. And to finally see him get across and, and see just his raw emotion of just doing it, you know, that's, that is the celebration of the human spirit. And that I feel like is, is in any any film that I make that involves any kind of sport trail running specifically. That is what I want to capture is the help. This is the celebration of the human spirit and seeing people push themselves through 50 miles, a hundred miles, you know, because you know, and I've seen it, you know, you've been there, you've done it. You know, the ups and downs that happen during a race. It's so like you go to some dark shit, man. And yeah. it's like, but, but there's so much, there's so much joy and happiness coming out of that and coming back into that light, you know, that's where that magic is and that's that's the stories. It's like a race is so great to film because it's so linear. There's a start, there's an end. You know, with Rain Shadow, there's the pre-race, there's the start, the finish, and then that post-race party, you know? But the stories in between, there could be up to 400 different stories going on at the same time. It depends on how many runners there are because everybody's experience out there is going to be unique and different. And that's what I feel like as a storyteller. That's what for me. That's what I love about uh, being able to just be out there on the weekends that I get to be out there.
0: It's cool because you get a you're you get the opportunity to tell the literal story of the hero trying to fight the dragon, right? And 100
1: percent. See,
0: see that archetypes often where someone you know has some large uh, hurdle that they must overcome, <coughs> and there's like all these emotions. Um, about confronting it whether it's like you know uh high ego low ego and yeah. then you you hope that they confront it and they deal with the problem and then they overcome it and then they're initially weaker and then stronger for it and like the i feel like in it's really hard in day-to-day life when you have like just like work and family and like some just some you know base level like social things like yeah. those are very valuable and important Um, But I feel like those don't put you in these scenarios where you're likely to face those obstacles or even identify them. But when you when you find bigger monsters to fight, so to speak, by taking on these like voluntary challenges that are not Mm -hmm. essential to survival, you you then get to see all of these monsters that were lurking around in the background that were too quiet to hear. And then in those moments. Most of the time, people voluntarily try to overcome those obstacles and then they're the better for it. And like you say a lot of very um, like important things with the not trying to compare yourself to others. And I've heard that um, throughout my childhood. And I would watch a lot of the adults and I'm very hypocritical when I say it as myself, but would um, would say it. And then they would do another thing because they're still learning. They're still in the process, just like we always are. But there are a lot better at it than I was, but I knew that I didn't internalize it until I was, you know, doing a trail race and you feel people who you start passing people. And then now you're ahead of like, you know, I don't know, a number of people and you feel good about yourself for whatever reason. Cause you're not running your race at that point, And you're really outside your, you're in your head. And then people come up behind <laughs> you and they pass you. And then you're just like in this, like in this field where you get to do some work. And yeah. you asked to be there. like you said that yeah. you paid money to go and do that or, yeah. and and now you're in the situation where it's like almost unbearable. And I'd argue otherwise, though, that kind of situation would play out in your day-to- day, you know, life, even at work, let's say, okay, in a very subtle way that it'd be harder to identify i
1: would i would I would agree with that. I feel like in everyday life, I feel like there's always there's always something to overcome. There's always going to be something that comes up that might throw you off. You know, there's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be something that's going to get in the way of what we want to do. Every day is not going to be a perfect day, you know? And I think, uh, I think trail running is just, it just kind of shows that on just a bigger, a bigger scale. I think trail running and ultra running uh, is definitely a perfect metaphor for life. I think more than any kind of athletic feat. Um, just it, you can go through a whole life's worth of emotions in a day. You yeah, know I mean, what I mean? And it, and it's very very. It's so it's so cathartic as well. Uh, to see people uh, come through a race and know that what they did out there is going to have a profound effect on their life, you know? And then you have the people that are out there, um, that will do races every weekend, sometimes two ultras in a weekend, you know? And, uh, there's a guy, I don't know if you know Brad, but he just turned 50 this year and he ran, he ran uh, his goal is to run 50 ultras and he ended up running 54. (laughs) And, uh, I remember he ran a uh, Secret Beach 50 mile on a Saturday and then he drove from Gold Beach Oregon to Bend overnight and ran a 50k and ran a 50k on Sunday. Oh my god. You know and that's 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 another example of seeing someone create his own dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no one has to decide. I'm 50 this year. I'm going to go run 50 ultra marathons just for fun. Yeah, you know. So he creates this dragon, but he he attacked that dragon and he beat it. And it's it's been awesome to watch and to be able to see him at a few races, um, not even knowing who he was at first, uh, but then to see like start finding all these people on social media and learning kind of through social media, their stories. And then like, by the time I just saw him um, just a few weeks ago, I was like, you are amazing, man. Just like, just blows my mind that someone would do that and do it with such um, grace in a way and be so humble about it. You know, and it's like, you don't see a whole lot of ultra runners and trail runners kind of bragging about their achievements. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've got a chance to work with uh, Hal Kerner who owns Rogue Valley Runners. He's won Western States a couple of times. He puts on a big hundred mile here. Um, I got to work with him at that hundred mile. And it's like, unless you knew who that guy was in the ultra running world, he's just a normal guy that happens to run a running store. Actually. Yeah. You know? but it's like, so humble you know and so kind and just one of the coolest dudes i've ever met and i find that these types of people is that's what the trail running community is and uh i just, i feel like i'm just like being like the yay trail running well, so, oh,
0: you see that that same description of character um in jujitsu and in jujitsu you really find it because you essentially have people in their most vulnerable state, right? Yeah. Where they are either getting choked or they're getting one of their limbs, like uh, brought to the point where it's feeling like it's getting broken. And then you have to tap and the other person has to respectfully agree that they're going to let you go yeah. and you're safe. And yeah. you'll do that like thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And you're letting people almost go like a hundred percent as hard as you can to that point. Yeah. And, and then you back off and like, also being able to exert that amount of force, just period, right? And like have your highs and lows in that way and being around other people. Um, it really, it, it really shapes your character in that sense. And you almost see it unified where you have like this very, very humble attitude um, throughout jiu The part where it gets a little bit different is where you have that very small niche of like the the hyper competitive. But 95 99 percent of your people who do jujitsu are like families or you know uh, just who are casually doing it and you have that a personality where i find it is though is like just like in running it's like like in trail running there's no bullshit and and there isn't in jujitsu either you can't be like oh i'm really strong and like in jujitsu what happens when you're really strong is an old man can still do whatever he wants
1: like there's no option in running my girlfriend, I wish she had headphones on so she could hear yeah. this because I I knew coming in that you're a jiu-jitsu guy. And she's a jujitsu girl. And I so wish she could be listening to this. And she is tiny. She is a little thing. Yeah. And she was, she was actually putting me in some holds the other night. And I was like, holy shit. Right. Like, this whole time, I was like, you're going to break my fucking Oh, yeah, exactly. And so and I, 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 I don't know if her and I have talked about like correlation. Between jujitsu and trail running, how like you're almost better off not having an ego and going yeah. in with the whole attitude because the smallest person, hundred percent, totally kick your ass, you know, hundred percent. She's, she's like hundred <laughs> <Yeah>. percent, totally like hundred percent. But I mean, and she's 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 in the process. Like she she tried to run her first fifty k at Deception Pass a couple weeks a psycho. ago, and it wasn't. The- <laughs> It wasn't the day that she wanted, but she, and I told her you towed the line and that's more than yeah, that's- ever, the 200 people that aren't like the 200 people that aren't here, everyone else, that's more than they did this weekend. Yeah, You know what I mean? And, uh, and so she's, she's, she's determined this year to, to get her first ultra. And, uh,
0: that's real though. Like, and that's where I try to talk to people about ultra running and that whole process. And I even was, despite listening to podcasts and reading books, but I was naive getting into it in the sense, like, I got to be not even, you know, competitive or like, you know, top 50, I need to go for push my way up there. Right. And do everything that I can to Cause that's what success. And that's how I measure that. And then I'm like, Oh, that's bullshit. Fuck this takes all my life to be competitive. And I don't like to run now. And it's like, and then I tone it down and I realized like I've had races this year. I tried to do a 50 miler because I'm like, I want to do that. And then I do, I'm running the 50 miler and I get a migraine and I talk to someone and they're like, you can push through it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that is valuable. Um, but right now I had to make a, a a value assessment because like, why am I out here? Because at this time I've had a headache since mile five. And if I'm going to do the full 50 miler, I'm going to do 45 miles with a headache, which, that would mean that I like toughed it out and I gritted it out. But why? The, and I asked myself during the race, why the hell am I doing this anyways? Mm-hmm. And I just didn't understand it. And then i spent like a lot of the year wrestling with that going into my 100K uh, for around Mount St. Helens. Um, yeah. completely uncertain to the points where I do rock climbing and I stopped running. And then I did my the 100K and I dropped to uh, the 47 miler. And that was the best race. That was the best just trail experience I've ever had in yeah. my life because I oh, gave yeah. up on that expectation like I'm going to win, I'm going to finish this distance I'm just like I'm going to enjoy this time that I have out here and I'm going to try to navigate all that stuff in my mind so that it's enjoyable and I don't terrorize myself and give into my suffering no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's, and that's I think uh, I think that's something that unless you unless you go through something of that scope and that the ups and the downs, the hills, the, the, the valleys, the, the peaks, you know, of, of a race of that distance or, and I know it's not anywhere close. They're totally different, but from what I've gone through, through my weight loss journey, you know, it's like you, <laughs> I think you start to learn you know it's, it's not going to be your day every day you know it's like you might not get to where you want to be that day but you know what by God we have another day tomorrow you know what I mean and there's nothing there's nothing ever wrong with trying Yeah. toe the line you know every day toe the line know that there's probably going to be something that sucks along the way You know, it might get hard that day. It might, it might get hard at mile two. It might get hard at mile 49, you know, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what I went for, I went for a hundred K. I only got, you know, 59 out of the 62 or whatever it is. You know, there's nothing ever wrong with that because at the end of that day, that's 59 more miles than the person sitting on their couch. Yeah, exactly. And you got, and you got to experience something that most people won't ever get to experience unless they're doing that same, that exact same thing as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like the other side of it too, is it's like, even for me out there filming these races, like, those are experiences that I'll only ever have on that certain section of trail. How often, how often am I going to be on that part of the trail? You know, coming around a corner that overlooks the ocean and there's these big, huge rocks off the Southern Oregon coast, just mind blowing, you know? And it's like, you're only going to see that that day, unless you are lucky enough to live there and you can go run that trail every day.
0: And, you know, doing way to either trail running uh, volunteering or um, doing videography, right, or taking photos for just being there. It's like a, it's a reason to be out there in that sense. Like, oh yeah, I was trying to think of all different kinds of ways to enjoy the wilderness. Um, as I was getting into more outdoor recreation, um, and the first one that come to mind would be, oh, just drive to them and check them out. Like, do a car tour. I'm like. Uh, it's not a fun way to like if I were to look back on that and recount my memories, I probably wouldn't like that as much just for me personally. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd like explore all these different things. And you find like for me, rock climbing and, and trail running are like my two favorite ways to to or my two favorite reasons to learn and explore the wilderness. Because like a race or a cool backcountry run that I'll see someone yeah. new will yeah. bring me to like, I want to go do the John Muir Trail. And now my whole life's like built around solving that problem for the year or like rock climbing. I'll stand at the base of a cliff for a whole year, uh, climbing all these different routes. And like I could have just went and looked at the forest and been like, oh, nice tree, nice rock. But now that I like climb right or now that I trail run, I have meaning to it. I'm like, "Ooh, that trail looks really technical. That's exciting. And with the uh, rock climbing, I'm like, well, that mountain looks interesting. There's a lot of cracks in there. Like it gives just. Life to everything, you know.
1: I, I there's something um, for me. There's something spiritual about being out on trails, and I, I try to do this on a hike. Uh, if I'm out filming, if I'm running, like slow down for a second and just like brush your fingertips along like some ferns, you know, or some plants, and kind of touch like touch nature. You know, and, and, and kind of commune with nature because there's there's something that I feel like kind of spiritually grounds us when we're out, you know, especially in like the deep woods, you know. Oh. It's, it's quiet and there's maybe no one else around and and you can just hear so much stuff around you, and then to just kind of like slowly, lightly, just like touch a fern leaf, you know? And like, there's like this electricity that goes on. And it's like, it's just like, I get kind of goosebumps and like my hair stands up just kind of talking about it. Um, and for me, those are things like before, like, I had a hard time walking a block down the street to go grab lunch during the day. I like, I would find an excuse like, well, I gotta go drive to here. So I'll just drive, you know, I'll just incorporate that into go getting lunch because like walking a block was hard, you know? And and so now like for me to like be able to actually spend time and, and put miles on, um, it, it, my mind is so open up to, I'm so opened up to so many things now. And it's, I've allowed myself to kind of live, um, life more open to these new experiences because I feel like I owe it to myself, to my family, to the people I love, uh, to really embrace everything that's positive and good, you know, and, and just being open to like, you know, kind of like letting things get weird on the trail, you know, and kind of not necessarily going into like a hippie place, Mm -hmm. but taking it for what it is, you know, there's, there's, there's something like if you are a, if you like to garden or you work fields or you do anything that involves the earth, like it's always good to get your hands in some dirt, you know, it kind of like roots you. And it kind of brings us back to this place. Like we're all part of it, you know? And I feel like, um, just kind of letting some of that magic happen when you're out on the trails. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a totally spiritual thing. If you really want to get down to it. Yeah. If you're willing to, like, go there, it's
0: there if you want. It. Yeah, it's
1: accessible, and it's
0: open to anyone because we have beautiful public lands, too. Heck yeah, and well, like, especially
1: where we live. I mean, oh, yeah. Oregon and Washington is pretty great. We're very, we're very, very lucky.
0: Yeah, I have, like, just miles and miles of trail, like, within 30 minutes from my house. Yeah. oh, tight. yeah.
1: And
0: um, that's the thing that I was thinking, like, with trail running and rock climbing, and, and I was saying it, like, gives meaning to the places that you're at. Really, I think to even zoom out and what you're talking about, with gardening is, is finding ways to ritualize the experience of going outdoors. (laughs) So then you have like as a consistent practice and you build a relationship with it. It it just, you learn so much about yourself because you put yourself in those situations and then all these thoughts and desires and, and, you know, and curiosity will emerge and, and you really find out who you are in that context. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's why I've always like I always I wanted to know what it was like to be out there for you know like a whole a whole day or weeks or backpacking like the PCT and the Appalachian Trail. I just nerd out on that because you can't get any further away from your lifestyle. Oh except I, by doing that, right?
1: I am um those types of things, uh those long month-long adventures, like those could those could realistically be on my radar now. Yeah, you know, and so to to be able to kind of dream about these things that for me I like, I never thought it was possible. It wasn't possible, you know. So those those are things that I never even thought about. And uh, to like know people now that have done it, and to hear their stories, and to watch videos and films about all these things. Uh, it's just uh, it's such an eye-opening experience if you allow yourself to see it, you know. And I think there's there's something to be said for getting out of your comfort zone and putting yourself in something that is gonna get uncomfortable and it's gonna it's gonna push you. Uh, <coughs> I think, especially like I don't know much about the Appalachian Trail, uh, but. I know the PCT, uh, just the people that come around the people doing those through hikes, the trail angels, you know, and, and to know that there's people all along, the, all along the way, they're going to be there to like, give you a hug, give you a ride into town. It's like that sh- feeling of the trail running community, but like, yeah, bigger. no, a hundred percent. And, uh, I just, uh, I didn't want to get like super emotional about it because I can. Um, It's just, that's how close it is to me. Uh, But it's, it's something that I feel like you just see, you see people come together in a way that I feel like the world as a whole needs a little bit more of, well, it needs a lot more of, you know, that's like the experience that
0: happened during um like not to get political but like 9/11 right where yeah. 9/11 happened you saw globally I think all the the American airlines or the the flights that were going to America got grounded and yeah. in like all those towns people were like rejoicing letting people from America stay in their houses and then yeah. here in America I think in like New York people were like because in New York, it's just like, fuck you. And like, right. oh, yeah. That. Yeah. And that's just their mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, that's like, the way it, is. it was, but it was completely different. And the were like, people were like being super helpful and pe- very compassionate and going out of their way for one another. Yeah. It's this weird thing that happens when you have like a shared um, struggle. Right. Yeah. No. Like, and that's
1: it. That's
0: it. I, and people are kind of like, ah, like comparing like a terrorist attack struggle to like a, re- a running struggle is like but it's the same thing what you're talking about with like the hundred miler to uh, your weight loss is that it's general. Like all this is general football's war. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's, that's, I feel like if there's one thing that we as human beings, and this is why when I saw that your podcast is called becoming human, there's, if there's one thing that we can always come back and stand on together, it's like, we are all in this human struggle, at the same time, and we are all living the human experience together. And uh, you bring up 9 11. I remember watching something, I think, when Houston flooded really, really bad just a couple of years ago. I was watching some YouTube videos about it, and there was, there was this redneck looking white guy with this like, with this like, G looking black dude, right? Yeah. And they're in a boat. And they're just grabbing people that need a ride somewhere. And they pull. They pull up to the news crew and their cameras, and and the white guy's like, "Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I'm white. He's black. It's like we get along just fine." <laughs> and it's like, it, what kind of like bums me out is sometimes it takes uh, catastrophic events to see people pull together, you know. And I feel like too, like not to get super. Pro America, you know, but I feel like throughout America's history, there's one thing we're good at: it's pulling together when we need to pull <laughs> together. Oh yeah, you know? and uh, and uh, we could get really into that, all of that, if you want. Um, I have opinions on it, um, but uh, I feel I, I feel like there's things in play that are purposely trying to keep us divided. Oh yeah, um, and uh, I. I I wish that, I wish that everyone had the opportunity to experience what I've experienced being around ultra runners and the trail running community, because it's, it's a genuine, true group of people coming together to share the same experience. No, no matter if it takes you four hours if it takes you 12 hours you know everyone's there experiencing the same thing
0: that's why it's like it seems valuable to me to recommend um people to try and experience a individual communal pursuit that is challenging where like you have that because i don't see it in like maybe someone's gonna like email me and call me out on it but i don't see it in like baseball or basketball like if you're doing your city's basketball team because like if you are there just to just to be there and just to enjoy it and you lose and you did something and fucked it up like it's a little different there you're yeah. you know what i mean like it, it's yeah. not but like how i see it in jujitsu and rock climbing i'm just thinking about it and these experiences where like you all rejoice over doing the same thing but you go out there and you do it yeah like oh, yeah. that that like uh <laughs> relationship it is fascinating to me, and honestly, I'm obsessed because everything I try like that, I love. <laughs> but I, I uh,
1: and I, I, I get I get the being obsessed part, you know. And 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 for me, like 2019, I had I had a list of races that I wanted to run, and for a bunch of different reasons, excuses, whatever you want to call them, like I just didn't do it, yeah. and uh, it's it's. I, I don't, I don't like to be a person that feels regret and lives with regret. I think that's a negative um, for me. Like, if I had one regret through the last year, it would be like I let outside factors dictate my goals, you know, and and I put my goals aside um, because I might have had some. Misconceived ideas in my mind, you know, um, and, and feeling like people thought, why, why would you want to do this? Like you, are you sure you can even run a mile? Like how far is 6k or how far is a 10k? Like how far are you planning to run? Like, should you make sure you can run a mile first? And I'm like, I don't know but I'm going to build up and I'm going to try. Like, I want to like practice. Like I want to train. It's like, I'm the type of person, like when I put my mind to something, I go all in, you know? And, uh, like for whatever reasons, I just, I had these thoughts in my head and it kind of kept me from doing it. Um, and then sometimes life gets in the way. Um, but I, 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 I plan on, uh, I have a girlfriend that is a runner and she's got, race goals and, uh, she's probably gonna want to have someone to run with. So, uh, I have a feeling, uh, hopefully this year will be a lot more time actually running on trails without a camera in my hands. (laughs) It's
0: the interesting thing with like, for people I recommend, you know, not necessarily to to run a, a race or to, uh, you know, go and like run a certain mileage for, for trail running. It's more try. Whatever yeah. you want to do, it's like a 50K is appealing to you if a 100 mile or if a 5K, right? Or yeah. just you're like, oh, I want to go through this one trail that I kind of liked and I want to try to run it. Like the act of trying, because if you get so fixated on, oh, this is what the outcome is going to be. It's like, yeah. you haven't even tried. Like, because that's what my problem was, is like I threw myself at these races. And then I realized that after I do the race, like, oh, the whole point was to have the lifestyle of running in these right. races were merely something to prepare for, but when they're done, I continue to run. And the races weren't why I'm running, because if they are, that's terrible. And like, in the sense that they don't happen that often, it's a lot of preparation. You spend way more time training than you do racing. And just the the way of looking at it, all you're doing is trying, right? And you're probably failing a lot, or you have a lot of room to fail because like, that's your metric is you're trying to figure out first of all where you are. What are you capable yeah. of? You know, and like what does it look like when you're having a terrible time? What do you say to yourself? Like there's all these questions yeah. that you, you haven't open. You gotta open right. it by just trying. Man. It's like should I throw in the
1: towel? Do I need to? Can I keep going? Yeah. You know, and it's like and I look at I look at Shawnee, my girlfriend, I look at her her first ultra attempt. Um it was real shitty weather, hail. Downpouring rain. She was sick as a dog to start. You know, she she got twenty five k. You know, she got halfway through, mm-hmm. and and she was actually supposed to be signed up for the twenty five k. She accidentally got signed up for the fifty, and I was like, we could change. Okay. We could we could change. And she's like, no, I'll give it a go. <laughs> and you know what? She did her best. You know, but she was willing to try, and that's I feel like. Uh, that was a big obstacle for me kind of like putting my mind to it. Like I was, my first thing was like, there's no way. Like, cause at the start, there was still like a 550 pound person in my head, you know? And I was like, I have no business running down trails that have wet leaves with jagged sharp rocks underneath that you can't see. Like I'm going to fall. And I talked about that in a in a video and, and one of my running buddies was like, hey man, we all fall at least once. Like everyone has their first crash. You know, it's like, you just get up and keep on going. And I'm like, I get that, but it, it, I was like, but when you're as big as I am, and I, was, and I was where I am now at 250 pounds, you know, it's like, I could totally do this. You know, I could go and do it, but in my head, you know, I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And that's that saying and
0: doing. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's all these principles and things that are important to know and understand. But the like, the knowing that in your head and the implementing it is such a fickle thing. But yeah. you see people in the ultra running community and even like I see you, like you're doing it though.
1: Yeah. And that's, and I think that's the thing too. It's like, at some point, like I feel like for me, like, I stopped and I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm actually doing this, whether it was making trail running films and getting paid to do it, you know, like playing bass at one point all over the country on tour with the band, you know, like, holy shit, I'm actually doing this, you know? And, and, and it, you have to be, and I feel like you're a creative person, you know, to start a podcast. I'm sure when you start like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make something and I'm gonna put it out there and hopefully people are gonna respond to it. You know, and I feel like uh I have a I have an artist mind and it's always, is this good enough? You know, is this gonna be good enough? But now it's like, I try to be like, did I make something? Mm -hmm. Did I put something out there? You know, is it at least decent? You know, if it's a piece of shit, I'm going to try again. You try. Yeah. Yeah. But I tried, you know, and I learned, you know, and that's where it comes in with running. Like you tried for a 50, you got 25. Well, now, you know, you can get 25. So let's start working towards getting that 50,
0: yeah, exactly
1: you know and that's where i think just the correlations between ultra running and life you know they it's like this you know it's like if you really want to break it down it's very much very much similar <laughs> and i feel like that's that's what drew me into to watching trail running films like i can't watch i can't watch a film about Western states or hard rock, without bawling my eyes out every time, and that's that's what I want to I want to always that's where I try to aim with everything that I do. It's like if I can grab just a little bit of that emotion, if I can share just a little bit of that feeling, and if I can make something that's gonna make me feel that way, I'm pretty I'm pretty maybe not because it's mine and I'm so invested in it, but it's like if I can get one person to feel that emotion. I feel like I've done my job, you know, and and everything that I've done about weight loss and the journey I've been on, you know, to have people come to me and be like, you know what, watching your videos and seeing you be so real and open about everything that's gone on. Like I went and I signed up for surgery because I need help, you know? And so have people uh, respond and, and say, you know what, what you've done is, is made a difference for me and it showed me that I too could do this, you know, and, 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 uh, and in trail running, to have runners come up to me and, and be you know, seeing you out on the trails all day long, like every time I turned to a corner and you were there, it was the highlight of the day to that point, you know, and to have people now, because I've done I've done every Rain Shadow race this year, this last year. My last one's Orca's 100 <laughs> uh, in the uh, beginning of February. I've seen these people multiple weekends now and um, I'm comfortable talking to them when they come up and they talk to me and, and to just have people come up and say, hey, you know what? Seeing you out there brought a smile to my face when I really needed it. It's like, that's why I like, I might not be filming Rain Shadow Races. I'm going to do, I think they, I'm going to do the one that they added. I think my buddy Darren and I are going to do a film at Sun Mountain. Uh, but I want to volunteer. because so I just, I just want to be there. You know, I might tell everybody, I'm like, if you want to have one of the best weekends of your life, go volunteer at an ultra marathon. So you're going to just have nothing but fun. You're going to see everyday people doing something truly extraordinary and you are going to be inspired. You're going to be motivated. And I guarantee you, you're going to want to come back to either volunteer again or try to run it yourself.
0: It's like being a part of someone's epic journey, right? It's like, if you could tap 100%. into that, that movie and you can be, um, you know, you could be any of the supporting roles, right? Yeah. Like you got Harry Potter and you could be like Hermione, like in having that opportunity to be like right up and close with it of where you're at. It's just yeah. such a great experience, you yeah. know? Unless uh, you're like that. unless you're like the their internal demons and you're Voldemort, that'd be terrible. But luckily <laughs> all of that is all of that is up here in the head. And everyone else who's supporting those just super love, man. And it's like such a great experience to be able to come into, you know, people who are volunteering and they're like super energetic and stoked to see yeah. you and trying to help out and like that just is that's so cool and being a volunteer and seeing runners like you said just push themselves through this it's like such an awesome environment and it's become actually um an important ritual to do with my son is to volunteer that's at events awesome. and i want to show him like all of it what it's like to be compassionate for others and also what it's like to like push yourself you know through whatever your relative discomfort is right whatever your threshold
1: it's uh I think it's rad that that's something that you can share with your son, uh, especially the volunteer side of it, because it's one of those things that I see at every race I'm at. Uh, there's magic at an aid station. There's genuine magic that happens at those, at those random ass spots in the middle of the woods <laughs> on the beach, you know, on top of a mountain. And, and it's, for me, it's the cowbell. It's, it's, whether I'm, whether I'm struggling, getting there while I'm filming, or if it's during a race, you hear a cowbell, you know, there's something good ahead, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm almost there. It's got push a little bit harder. You're like, I know there's going to be some help. There's going to be some love and some friendly faces, uh, right up around that curve. And, uh, it's just, there's so many things about it. Um, the sights, the sounds, you know, like if it's on the, on the beach, if it's on the coast, the smell, you know, the smell of the woods, you know, it's, and there's so many things that like bring all these good feelings and vibes. And, uh, I, I, I definitely, again, encourage anybody that's curious about what we're talking about, go and volunteer for a weekend and, uh, and see what it is man and i guarantee you you'll be addicted because it's it's so addicting
0: and if you ever like see a trail runner if you know a trail runner and they're not in a good mood right and they're having just a tough day just get a cowbell in and, yeah. and yeah. like pavlov they will automatically be happy and excited yeah. because you've that
1: them the aid for the day 100% And uh, I mean, come on. And then it's like unlimited amount of snacks. Oh, yeah. And I love the context because you're like, in
0: theory, you're burning a lot of calories with the trails and the ups and downs. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I love it.
1: I've never been so excited to take these weird gel things yeah. <laughs> and like, pop open a gel and just suck it down real fast. Like, I never even knew what that shit was until yeah. I started going to races. I was like, what's this you all talking about? Yeah, you got, like, some pureed food? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't <home> got cheese? <laughs> oh, man, it's all freaking, all, all the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you can eat. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's cool because you you literally have like delicious food, and after this hard effort, you have that beautiful relationship to where like you've put yourself, even if it's not like an emotional right, you put yourself in such a physical low that by the time you get there, you're hungry and you appreciate oh, yeah. that meal. It's like that that metaphor of you know someone dying for thirst in a desert and someone hands them a water bottle. Like you get to relive that at all these aid stations, and it's just, yeah. it's wonderful.
1: It's, uh, I, have you, have you ran any rain shadow races? I
0: haven't. This year will be my first. I'm going to do the, uh, the sun mountain 50.
1: Oh, you're actually going to be running sun mountain.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be running. So I was going to volunteer, but then I switched it around. Good for you, man. And then I want to, uh, I volunteer for the Yakima. Uh, I think oh. they do the
1: Yakima rim. Yes. Yeah that was my first that was my first like official gig oh really yeah dude oh are you gonna volunteer yeah i'm gonna volunteer okay i'll say the first four miles of that run are gnarly really oh james it's called the elevator the first climb it's like it's two miles and then it's another two miles up and it's like an insane amount of vert in that two miles. And they they call that section the elevator shaft because it's it's steep. And I, I did that, I left uh, a couple hours before the race even started to get to the top. And I had my fully loaded like camera bag. This okay. thing's like an extra like 20, 30 pounds. Oh yeah. The way up was fine, but I was up there and I was waiting for runners to come up. And then I started to make my way back down. Well, at a certain point, all the runners had already gone past me. So I was like, Oh shit, I'm supposed to drive 45 minutes to the halfway aid station and then make my way back. Oh, wow. I'm I'm like running down this mountain with my backpack on. Oh. And I don't know what was going on, but I I ended up getting sick. I had to stop. I, I got, I finally made it back. I saw James. I'm going to be like, took a lot longer than I thought. I was stressing out, so my anxieties my anxieties roll in. I puked three or four times on the way to that aid station. Oh, my I, God. I pull up to the aid station. Before anyone really noticed me there, I'd open the door, and I'd lean out, and I'd just start ralphing again. <laughs> Grab some ginger ale, grabbed a couple of goose, <laughs> just got back in the game and started working. Oh, my uh, God. But it's like, I'll put on in a race, if I'm filming, it's not uncommon for me to put on, you know, at least 14 to 15 in a day, you know? And then if I'm doing like Yakima, that's two days of racing. So I split it up, Um, but it's, you know, in a weekend, it's 30, 40 miles sometimes.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah is so you really get to use your body and you get a delight like, oh, being able to do that and like enjoy
1: it. Oh, heck yeah. And, and that's like I said, you know, earlier for me, those, those types of things were not anywhere on my radar. Not even a thought in my mind. Hiking was never even something that I ever thought about. All I ever thought about when it came to hiking was that's gonna hurt. You know, but I remember going on my first hike after surgery and I was like, what have I been missing this whole time? You know, and, and then like to go even deeper into that, like from basically like 19 to 20 until 37, 38, I was severely obese, Wait. morbidly obese. Was that, was, did you, did
0: you, how do I say did you make the choices to bring yourself there or was it just like by your like biology and just situation?
1: Uh, I would probably say both. Hmm. I would say both. Uh, My dad's uh, pretty unhealthy Um, type two diabetes, which is where I was at. Uh, His was very, 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 very bad. Uh, Almost. He's almost lost both of his feet multiple times. Um, very severe, and, and I was getting there. I was slowly, slowly getting there. Uh, sleep apnea, type two diabetes, hypertension in my legs, which is like swelling in my legs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, high blood pressure, cholesterol was borderline high, um, and it was it was bad, man. I uh, I had I had a really bad infection. Uh, in a spot for a gentleman that's not going to be very comfortable in that, in that general area. And it was because of, and that was like those skin irritations is that's what that was. And it got to a point where I needed to have two surgeries to take care of it. And that's when they told me, you know, at that point I weighed 525 pounds, but I, I I knew I was at one point probably closer to six. Uh, And that's when I found out about the diabetes and all the other shit that was going on. And that's when I did CrossFit real hard, lost a significant amount of weight, Um, but started kind of getting into a more kind of like, Hey, I can play music late at night at bars. And like, I'd always, I I grew up playing in church and playing in like Christian rock bands. And so it's like not, not really being like a big partier in general, but just, you know, Oh, I can, some music and have some free drinks and get some free food like the chefs. You're not
0: down in the holy water and stumbling over. Yeah.
1: You. Yeah. I'm no. Oh no, there was a point. No, there was a point before where I would, I would kind of I called it sending my way to Sunday morning. Uh <laughs> I, I, there was times that I would roll into church to play bass. Uh probably it's probably still a little boozy. Uh and and probably a little a little stoned. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh roll up and play, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, just living a lifestyle that I had never really lived before. Um, uh, like I said, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't lend itself to what I had going on fitness wise and exercise wise. Is
0: that, so is that person who at one point was making those kinds of choices and had those um, priorities at one point, is that like a, a type of your personality that exists within you and you've learned to like navigate it um or in like you know to cope with it in a healthy way or is it more like that was just a weird phenomenon in my life and looking back on that I don't recognize that person
1: uh I think it was uh at the time probably I had never been able to um I'd never been able to experience that stuff before um and so a lot of it was new and I think with the last uh, couple of years it's, I knew that about myself from before. And I, I really, I really put in the mental work, like I said, to get my mind to where my body was. I feel like growing up as an athlete and a pretty good athlete, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't new to exercise and, and, being active and playing sports and lifting weights and running and all that stuff. I just had to get my mind there, mm. you know? And so when I did that, I feel like I kind of, I set myself up to be successful uh, with weight loss surgery and beyond because weight loss surgery is only going to do so much, you know, and you can reverse that as well. Um so it's in a way I feel like life after weight loss surgery is is just as hard if not harder than uh losing weight just through diet and exercise. It's hard no matter what.
0: You get the change cuz you have to make a behavioral change. It's not it's like
1: not doing the
0: surgery is it might fix some like immediate problems but it's not going to change your situation. It's just going to give you an opportunity for you to then make the habits and routines that yep. change your situation, yeah, that's like what I'm like really interested in because I feel like you have like a, a mental change there, yeah. where you are voluntarily putting yourself in these scenarios that we all don't want to experience. Like, I don't, I don't want to like. I, I don't, I'm not trying to bastardize your situation, but like, no. there's a situation where my son's like, Dad, how come you don't like cake? And I'm like, What? I love cake. Cake is delicious. What? <laughs> like I quit because if I eat like sugars, um, a lot of sugary things, I used to get really bad abscesses, and I'd have like yeah. an abscess six months out of the year, even, and it was just like super small, and oh, was, dude, that. antibiotics, and it's just like my I brush mm. my teeth, my whole teeth is falling apart, and then I went on like keto, low carb, and yeah. and now I mainly do low carb, but uh, and actually on the orcus one. I found out that I was like, I'm going to race, so I'm going to have like more high octane fuel. Um, I I have like um, like Tailwind, which is great. Never gives me any abscesses because I think it goes straight through the chute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was drinking like Coke and like licorice because I'm like, well, I'm doing a race. This is far. I could just eat right. the, any of this stuff. And for me, I got abscesses after that. And I'm just like like confronting this thing that hurts me and then these choices that i make that feel immediately pleasurable instant gratification but in the end it causes me suffering and so okay. i had to learn to flip it and to take the suffering initially like the uncomfortable scenario of having to not always but mostly withhold some pleasurable foods yeah. um knowing that i'm eating to to fuel myself there's other pleasures in my life and i can i can with restrain myself from that and like from that, um, you know, my quality of life would get better, but I never used to be the person that would do that. I would look at like a variety of things in my life that needed to be taken care of. And they're just too terrible to bear and I can bear them now. And I meet people with like, um, addiction issues, mental addictions of other sorts, whether it's substances, um, food, um, and even relationship, uh, trouble to where they're like, doing the same thing. And then they will maybe get clean of the situation. And I don't mean strictly drugs either. Um, and then they'll relapse. <laughs> and then other people you'll see, right? Like even I've even seen people who've gotten uh, gastric bypasses and then they just do the thing where they relapse. They go back. And then it yeah. makes really... Yeah, and it makes me sad and worried about myself because we all have our struggles and some people go back. Whatever it is, some people go back. and actually a lot of people do and and that like worries me about myself um and that's why i like doing this podcast and talking to people like like you because your examples of people who didn't go back at least once because that that's the thing is like i've ran um something that i've actually ran on three miles or tried to run run three miles and gave up at, at um and that was when I was like first starting out and yeah. there's other examples where like you know um, relationships a variety of things like any person that you idolize they've had times where they've gone back and and if they haven't I just would love for you to just dig into their mental right? and emotional state because like even then you find like oh you might be just a really terrible and sad person like yeah. and
1: you're, just, everyone's just got this, this shit that and unfortunately, they have there are really just sad people out there. Yeah. and that's that. I don't, I don't understand that, you know. And I, I, wish there was something that we could do to like take that away. There, you know. But,
0: but that's the thing that I've dealt with as a parent, where you see my, I see my child um, struggling with with frustration, anger, and sadness. And people used to say this crude thing is like, "Don't be their friend." And I didn't like that because, like, I like to get like personally close, and then like. As yeah and parentally close um what i've changed that into is don't take the responsibility for their suffering
1: because yeah. like that's that a, a huge
0: that is a huge statement that's for like and i, I kind of wash that for everyone it's like i'll hold the door open for you come run yeah. with me come to jiu yeah. i'll let you do a drop-in for free or whatever like yeah. but like if you are down and out and you're having trouble feeding yourself and you just you're doing a lot of heroin like i uh, uh You know, if you want to alleviate your suffering and and pursue something that you think is else is meaningful, then I have doors for you.
1: Yeah, no. And, uh, you were talking about addiction and, uh, food addiction, drug addiction, um, just, uh, to kind of put that into context for myself. Um, I I had this thing, I would call it shame eating. And, um, for me, a good example would be roll through McDonald's, get a gross amount of food just for myself. Mm. Come home, eat it in my driveway in the car. Don't ever bring it into the house because I am so ashamed, oh. you know? And so for me to, and going back to like mental changes, um, I, I don't do fast food anymore. You know, I feel like I've, I've, I've gone to in and out two or three times in the last, in the last two and a half years. And I get one patty with lettuce wrap. I don't do, I don't do the bread, you know, and I usually will only eat half of it, you know, but it's like those mental changes and being willing to maybe put yourself through something that might be uncomfortable and, and against everything that you are used to doing, you know, but knowing that you're going to be better off for it, you know? Um, and then to go to, you can't be, you can't hold yourself responsible for someone else's suffering, you know? And I feel like for me kind of going forward in life, like I, I had to come to a place where I had to do what was right for me, you know, cause I, 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 I have changed Who I, I am not the same person that I was three years ago. I'm definitely not the same person I was 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I can't, I can't hold myself responsible for the way people might react to who I am now, you know, because I am trying to constantly be a better version of myself because I've been given a gift that not all of us get. You know, I feel like I've been blessed with a second chance to live a life that I get to choose, not held back by any physical limitations. You know, I am, I am at a point at almost 40, where I thought I should have felt like this in my twenties. I can work harder, I can work longer, I can do more. And I don't, I don't want to waste, I don't want to waste the opportunity.
0: And that's like the beautiful, that's the beautiful trick of of the coin, right? Where like the, there's that. And then there's like, wow, moving those, you know, some odd miles, like, you know, 20, 14 miles in a day um, to capture that video. Oh, it sounds so tiring just to capture video. <laughs> but like, you, you know what I mean? Like, and you, you have these like other things where I'll walk to eat my lunch. I don't want to do that. Like there's uh, ways of looking at it. And sometimes it could seem so fixed, but it's not. Because I've had a very similar lazy like uh, mindset where I don't want to like move and I perceive like movement and and using my body is like a really um uncomfortable and boring and like just something that I didn't want to do. It sounded like work. And yeah. now it's like play, like running is play. And even if you asked me to dig a hole, like the meaning of the hole would have to be important. But like the feeling right. of exerting <laughs> my body and sweating, like. That feels really good to me, and I never knew that. And like the the trick is from from what I like from just listening to your to you is like is that inherent level of like meaning and opportunity too. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, because like you you love this community, you want to be a part of it, and you so much so you've integrated your creative life into it. And by nature, that and, and your girlfriend likes to run, right? So yeah. that's your that's a part of your life. That's your life. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and like that you've made something that is essential to, to, to living, right. And living a healthy life you've made, you've sought out a lifestyle, whether on accident or on purpose that um, accentuates that and encourages you to be that person. And now you could look at it in the way of like of excitement. Like I have access to all of these different parts of my body and potential that I never had. And like, I work with people who like maybe with like alcoholism, right. And, they'll just be like button their head up against the wall. Like life's boring, life's meaningless. And it's like, it is you're right from your perspective. That sounds about right. Cause that's, you know, that's the value you have in life. And if you don't find something that like is inherently meaningful to you, bearing any of that burden of responsibility of like withdrawal or like coming away from alcohol or or not eating, you know, the fat, like fast food that you really love or your favorite cake, like (laughs) the, the fact that you think you should stop doing that, is not enough to overcome the pleasure of doing it. Yeah. And like, you gotta find that thing that is that is just somehow more meaningful or more fun by exploring and trying shit, you know? Yeah. And there'll be something out there that's (coughs) compelling that'll pull you by your damn bootstraps and make you wanna do all of it.
1: Oh man, I have a list. I'll have to find it and just look at it for myself. But it's all these things that I never got to do. And they're absurd. They're from the smallest thing to the craziest thing. You know, like I I could go and I could play 18 holes. I could play a full round of golf and I can walk it if I had to, you know, and it's like, it's a lot more fun to be driving a cart with your buddy. So he could be drinking beer and stuff, but it's like things like that into, like, I could go and jump out of an airplane if I wanted to. You know, I can do all these things that, you know, some of them just sounded so absurd four years ago, like out of the realm of possibility, but uh, just to, uh, just to overcome, you know, the struggles and the, the addictions, whatever, you know, for me, it wasn't even always necessarily like, Overeating, It was skipping. My big thing was I would skip breakfast, lunch, any kind of snacks during the day. And so when it came time for dinner at night, it would be this huge meal, you know? And so like biologically, my body's like, well, you're starving us all day. Now you're feeding us all this food. We have to hold on to it, you know? But that was, that was, my lifestyle at the time, like owning a business and being being a barber that was, you know, booked all day, every day for four months solid, you know, I I decided to skip breakfast because I wanted to get to work early. I would skip lunch because I wanted to make 25, 30 bucks in that 45 minutes. You know, like the things that I had going in life, like I was just trying to push food aside. You know, and it put me in a terrible mood by the end of the day. By the end of the day, physically, I was just beat to shit because it was just a struggle to get through the day. By the time I get home, I just wanted to stuff my face to make myself feel better.
0: You see what I mean though? Like that. And I imagine you can set up different scenarios, professional scenarios to complement um, a healthy lifestyle. But oh, yeah. when you're looking at like, um, like the scenario for doing your creative work and trail running, right? You have to put your body through some of some some fitness and oh, you're going to wow. have to feed yourself to be able to feel well. And you look at it, you could look at it from like a whole thing where like your business now, right? Is like, there's the creative side. Um, there's your, how personable you are, which is influenced by how well fed you are and how healthy you are. And then you can move quicker. Like your body yeah. almost becomes a part of the scope of your business as i think it should for i would recommend for myself and hopefully for other people but like you really kind of forced to in certain circumstances certain kind of professions to consider your body in that way and also the thing that that was interesting is your value adjustment cuz sometimes w- we can get caught so caught up on earning something like for some people it might be money right and other people it could be a variety of other things even yeah. like metals like hurting your body through it but you once you prioritize like money over health like that's it It becomes very interesting because yeah. from my experience the things that and it sounds so cliche but the things that i've experienced with my body have made me feel so high that very few <laughs> drugs other than psychedelics can like right. hair to th- yeah. and like and it's because and it has that relationship with that like oh no i feel uncomfortable oh no i feel great <laughs> like and no money will buy me that. I don't give a shit about it. Like if my bank account's full or empty, if
1: I got to go on a nice trail run, that actually reduces that anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and for me, like professionally, I feel like through my adult life, like I've, I've been lucky to, uh, do something and do things that I would do because I love them. Like I didn't set out to, I didn't set out playing bass guitar at 14 years old to, get paid in the future. You know, I, that the, the, the possibilities of that. And I'm not, I didn't get rich playing bass, like not at all, but I made money playing an instrument. Yeah. I would do that shit for free because it's fun, you know, cutting hair. Like I still, I have a setup right back there in my house. Um, uh, where I still cut my homies, you know, and 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 yeah, they'll they'll contribute some you know funds here and there. But I would love to get to a point where I'm making enough money with my creative side. That I could just cut my homies for free, and they can come over. And we can watch football on the weekends. Yeah. Like I I I love doing that stuff because it's it's community for me. You know, um, going through going through a divorce this last year. Like, I, I wasn't able to start talking to people about it until I started cutting hair again. And I had my homies, my homies coming in, you know, and they're like, hey, you know what? You've been cutting our hair for years. You've walked with us through so many things. Like, the least we could do is be here for you. You know, and, and, and to have that group of people, to have James and Liz and the rain shadow crew and Glenn Tachiyama, the photographer, you know, to have all these people in my life and to come to my first race after I had put out that my wife and I were separating and to have them not even have to ask about anything, but just know, and give me a hug and ask me how I'm doing. You know, that's the, that's the type of group that, these people are, and that's the trail of the community, you know, and, uh, just to go through all the things, you know, all the ups and downs in it's in a year, you know, <laughs> but to come out of it being like, you know what, like, even through a divorce, like that's part of this journey that I'm on, you know, and that, that is one of the saddest things I've had to go through. But at the same time, it's allowed my ex and myself individually to really become who we're supposed to be. You know, because because the changes that I went through, uh, they affected her in a way that I don't think any of us, either of us saw. You know, she had, she had been for the first 14, you know, 12, 13 years of our 14-year relationship. Her her self-imposed kind of responsibility was making sure that I was going to be okay. Mm. You know, and, and uh, it got to a point where I didn't need that. And it, she didn't know how to where she was supposed to fit now, you know? Mm, And and I, and I feel like we were together for a certain amount of time to get us to where we needed to be, to go beyond, you know? And that's, that's where we're at now. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to find Shawnee and, and, and build this relationship with her, you know? And that's been something for me that has, has, Kept me tied into this new lifestyle, you know, this new way of living and and being involved in the trail running community. Seeing her fall in love with it and be as passionate about it as I am keeps me going, you know. And I don't know if I've even told her this. Uh, might be new for her sitting right here, but uh, the the people that you know. And, and we've kind of circled around this a little bit the people we surround ourselves with you know and and the family that we kind of choose you know um, plays a huge a huge part in how successful we can be and what we want to do you know I, I've managed to put people around me that like you said are living this healthier lifestyle and I can't Help, but participate in all of that. You know, like from doing the when we're at a race, we're usually camping. Like I love grabbing my little hatchet, like freaking hacking at firewood, you know, and grabbing sticks, chopping them down, and and like carrying logs and and just doing all that stuff. Like it becomes it becomes part of the ritual of it. But at the same time, it's all these functional fitness things that I was not able to do or I would have dreaded having to do. But being being around all these people all the time, it keeps me coming back. And now it's something that like if I don't have a race for a couple months, I'm like so down and sad because I miss I miss that family.
0: It's like the thing that that I found for retention. If you're gonna try and start anything new. Try to find a community that you want to belong to, yeah. and and know that any community is welcoming, most communities are welcoming, and the fact that if you just are there consistently enough to start to have the feel because that's all that it is that's like the the gatekeeper to community is consistency, right yeah, consistency, and then keep your chin up because if yeah. you're staring at the ground, it's a lot harder for people to want to talk, but yeah. once you get that consistency people start taking you in and there is like, there's this weird thing. And I know it is backed by some studies, like even group thinks a very interesting thing that happens too, but like your, um, your whole identity will start to change over time. Like the the personal narrative that you tell about yourself will, will change dramatically. And I've seen this in, um, in sports because in jujitsu and in rock climbing, rock climbing is a good one where if you want to get better, one of the ways is to go and climb with someone who is more confident and, and better for you for just, just a tiny bit, because it'll open your mind to like all this potential that you probably never realized. And yeah. it'll also trick you because it'll yeah. make you believe that you're this thing that you may not think you are.
2: And yeah.
0: all these people around you will, will help shape and mold you in, in these ways. And like, I think the thing that really underlies a lot of us because we're social animals is our sense to belong, right? Like, and I kind of dig, I I really, uh, for people who are like religious, right? I support people in their own like religious beliefs. Yeah. Um, but for me, community comes from, once again, those shared struggles, something that yeah. I really care about and that I want to pursue. And I rejoice with people with it, you know? And yeah. it doesn't have to be, it's, Like I said, trail running. I'm not doing this shit to compete. I'm not here for a medal. I'm not here for like, that's not, I don't want that experience that like, yes, I shaved those like 10 minutes. That's not my goal. My goal is like, oh, I got through this. I can't believe I did this. You did it too. How'd that feel? Or like you did it, you know, not as painful as last year. Like, you know, how was that? And like, that's the kind of life that I like to live. And that's the community that I want to be around. And your community shapes you like I work with EBD children and emotionally and behaviorally delayed children. And mm-hmm. they want to like punch, stab or bite you um, right. or do uh, schoolwork and stuff. And like, I,
1: I commend I- you, dude. Uh, my uh-huh. brother, my brother has done that, that same <laughs> kind of work. And, yeah. uh, it takes, it takes, well, and, and, and Shawnee, my girlfriend, she works, uh, she works as a job coach for people with disabilities. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, the, the type of people that, that do those jobs are very, very patient, very selfless, and very kind. It's all these activities
0: I feel like have made my ability for risk, risk management and um, stress management very easy. And I couldn't figure out if that was a character thing or if that was something that I learned from these activities that I enjoy. Because, like, I talk to a lot of people in the scenario, and I don't want to generalize, but I will with people that I talk to, not just at the sure. school that I work with, but there's several others, obviously, in like the area, mm-hmm. um, different cities. Um, and I've talked to people there when I do subbing, and a lot of people are just like, I ask them what they're going to do for a uh, holiday break, which I'm not trying to like criticize by any means. I'm not trying to have any like superiority or anything like that. We're just talking about having an activity where you rejoice over like struggle. Um, but most of the time it's just like I'm just going to relax and like you know I just want to go and I, I'm going to have my staycation at home and like I talk with these people and they're on the verge of breakdown and mm-hmm. I get it because you're, you're getting like literally like desks thrown at you you're getting yeah. you know, hit you're getting like a kid if they're sick they'll try to cough on you to get you fucking sick it's just like what but in my scenario and this sounds so like it's so, sometimes it seem, might seem rude and I don't mean it to but like None of that is as hard as running a fucking race that I've never (laughs) ran before and the heat or cold or like none of that's like competing in a jujitsu match. And I have some dude who's on top of me and I finally get that like weird claustrophobic thing that came out and I can't (laughs) breathe and I'm freaking out and I want to cry. And like none of that is none of the thing I experienced with these children or with my son is as hard as. Those Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Woo! I love talking to Adam, man. Hearing his story, coming through his weight loss journey, starting his vlog, having to deal with that uncertainty and getting into trail running. Like he's got my stoke high. I love it when people uh when I get to meet people who are challenging themselves in continuing to show up for the problems, the big ones, the ones that like span many years. And listening to him over, not even overcome it, but just get further along. Cause I mean, he's lost over 300 pounds, but like fitness and his life, right? Like becoming uh, healthier and improving your wellness is, you know, just a whole, we'll do that until the day we die and listening to him get onto those challenges with enthusiasm is beautiful. And if you'd like to learn more about Adam, um, you can go to There and Back Films on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'll be sure to leave all those links in the show notes. And if you guys would like to check out more, you can go to becominghumanpodcast.com. And I'll play you guys out with Waiting to Die by Useful Jenkins. Have a great week. Bye.
2: So if you never slow down and you never go, well, there's a great big world just waiting to be whole. But you're still lying around, and the days fly by like a cloudy sky. And you're glued to the TV, never blinking an eye. And the world will keep changing, time passing me by. But you're just waiting to die. So, won't you come outside? This beautiful world just waiting for you. And I know it might seem like it's all a waste of time, sometimes, but you gotta decide Are you really alive, or are you just waiting to die Just waiting to die Once, well then I told you twice You never win a gun battle if you're bringing a knife And the truth that doesn't hurt if you spelled Out right, but it's just too easy to Give up the fact to just place the Blame, scream the name, point A crooked finger, it's all the same It's just a dirty little game that we keep Playing, all well, the dirty little eyes and the Dirty little brains, and it's all to maintain When we're locked away, time to open up The dome and come out to play, because The sun's in the sky and it's a beautiful day The world is wide open, and hey, what do you Say now, won't you Come outside There's a beautiful world and it's waiting for you And I know it might seem like it's all just a waste of time but Sometimes it's what you gotta decide Are you really alive? Or are you just waiting to die? Won't you come outside There's a beautiful world and it's ready for you it no, might seem like it's all just a to waste of time. Sometimes but you gotta decide Are you really alive? Or are you just waiting to die? Just waiting to die. Got to decide Are you really alive Or are you just waiting to die Waiting to die